Welcome to the Gospel in Lagos, the sermon podcast of City Church Lagos. We hope this sermon answers the doubts or questions that you have about the Gospel, its relevance to your life, and the ever-evolving culture around us. Our vision is to see the City of Lagos and beyond renewed by the Gospel, and to make that happen, we need your support. You can do this by rating this podcast, following us, and giving through the Give tab on our website, citychurchlagos.com. Thank you for your generosity. We pray this sermon impacts you positively with the gospel. Our Bible reading today, this end of the year service, will be taken from Psalm 65, reading from verse 1 to verse 13. At the end of the reading, I'll say this is the word of the Lord. Please respond with thanks be to God. You may take your seats. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you, our vows will be fulfilled. You will answer prayer. To you, all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. This is the word of the Lord. Yes, yes. Let's thank him. He's the one who's kept us. He's the one who's preserved us. If you want to rise up to your feet and just sing a song of thanksgiving to him, if you want to just clap your hands to him where you are gathered, he is the one who has filled our hearts with goodness and caused it to overflow. We're there, friends. We're there. We're at the end of the year. Look at us dressed like, <laughs> like stars, like celebrities. That is God's goodness to us. You see, verse 1 in the NLT says, it says, What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. And so that we don't get this screwed, 22 times in this passage that Dami just read to us, the pronouns you and your are used so that you know who exactly the praise belongs to. 
He says, prayers await you, God. To you are vows to be fulfilled. You are the one who answered prayer. You are the one to whom all people will come. You are the one who forgave our transgressions. You are the one who chose people. You are the one who brings us near. You are the one who is in your holy temple. You are the one who answers us. You are the one who formed the mountains by your power. You are the one who stilled the roaring of the waves. You are the one who called forth songs of joy. You are the one who cared for the land and water it. You are the one who enriches it bountifully. You are the one who drenches its forest. You are the one who suffers it with showers. You are the one who crowns the year with your goodness. Can you just rise to your feet and begin to say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. It is on account of your goodness that I'm sitting here this morning. It's on account of your mercy that I'm standing here this morning. You can just begin to say thank you, Lord. If you're if you're Yoruba, just say Olua Edara Simi, Olua Eshel. If you're Hausa, you can just say Allah Nago Deseki. Thank you, thank you. Allah Nago Demaka. Thank you, thank you, because you've been good to me. If you're Igbo, you can say Oh Ihembereindima. You are the one who does all things beautifully. You are the one who makes the way smooth for me. You are the one who causes my path to be filled with abundance. Lord, we give you praise this morning. Lord, we exalt you this morning. We lift up our voices to sing to you, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord.
you have done for us is good. Lord, you have been good to us. Lord, if we spend the rest of today's service singing praises to you, it would not be enough. If all the hair strands on our head, Lord, were tongues, they could not sing enough of your kindness to us. Father, we worship you this morning. We return glory. We return praise. We return thanks. We return honor to you this morning. Blessed be your name, our Father. In Jesus' name, we praise and we have thanked. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. Let's put our hands together for them. So my job this morning is very simple. Simple doesn't mean easy. I'm trusting God to help us. And so if there's, I know some of you are already in the mood of thanksgiving. If there's something God drops on your heart, there's something that strikes you as, 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 we, um, as the sermon goes forth. If you shout, I won't be offended. Right? If you respond, I won't be offended. If there's a hallelujah, if there's a praise the Lord, I will not be offended. Actually, I might be very encouraged, actually. Um, so we are here this morning to thank God. And I know some of you, you've already started writing down for the very efficient ones of us. You've already started writing down all the things that God has done for you during the course of the year. But I just want to bring us a very short word and a charge this morning that will prepare our hearts to, again, respond to God in thanksgiving after this sermon, but also as the service goes forth. You may be wondering, man, Emmanuel, 2023 hasn't been the best year. Why should I be praising God? Let me give you one reason. We can give mighty praise to our mighty God this morning because he is the one who forgives. He is the one who forgives. And you see that in the passage. In fact, that's the first thing the psalmist presents to us. He says, God is the one who forgives our sins. And now, that may not sound spectacular to you because forgiveness is in the nature of God, right? After all, we say to err is human and to forgive is divine. So forgiveness is in the nature of God, we might think. But actually, no. Forgiveness is not in the nature of God. Doing justice is in the nature of God. God is warranted on account of his holy character to punish every wrongdoing, every transgression against his command, every sin that we have committed, and yet he chooses to forgive us. In verse 2 in the ESV, he says that he himself is the one who atones. He makes himself the atoning sacrifice for our sins. He atones for our iniquities. Some of you may remember the Guinness advert from back in the day. My friend, Udeme, is a great man. There's a drop of greatness in every man. Eh, maybe, maybe, not quite. But I don't have a friend called Udeme. I have a friend called Toki. And so my friend Toki is a great man. Here's why I know he's a great man. Toki can deadlift 180 cages. Toki can lift weights, deadlift. A weight of 180 kg. He can bench press, if you know what that is. He can carry weight over his head. 110 kg. He can um, squat 155 kg in weights. Now, Toki says all of that is not great. Me, that can squat zero. I know that that is very great. But if you wanted to put a weight to all the sins you have committed in your life, let's just say you don't sin too much. It's 5 kg per year. And you've sort of lived like maybe 35 or 40. So that's like 200 kg, right? That's you as an individual. Multiply that with the 8 or so billion people across the world that we have. 
that is the weight of our sins that would have sunk us down. In fact, that's what Lamentations 1.14 says, that our, our sins are like a weight that hangs on our neck and brings us down to the pit. And yet God in his kindness lifts us up from that. He forgives our sins. He forgives our iniquity. And he says, no, no, I don't want you to sink under the weight of this. I'm going to lift it up your back and I'm going to set you free. That is amazing, friends. If you don't have any reason to thank God this morning, on account of that alone, you can thank God this morning. But God does better than that. In verse 4, he says that he doesn't just forgive us as though he can say, oh, don't do that again. I, I forgive you all the debts you owed, the million dollars you owed. Go and don't do that again. But no, he actually brings us into his presence. In verse 4, he says, blessed are those that you choose and bring near to live in your courts. What? We all saw, or many of us saw the images and videos of Mr. Tony Elumelu's party, Christmas party, a couple of weeks ago. We saw the pomp. We saw the pageantry. Like, I don't even know if that's somebody's house. If that was somebody's house, like, wow. Like, it was so grand. Let me tell you what did not surprise you. It did not surprise you. The people who were there did not surprise you. Bonner Boy, yes, he was supposed to be there. David Oak, yes, he was supposed to be there. Tiwa Savage, yes, she was supposed to be there. We all recognize that there's something that they have done. There's something that they have accomplished that makes them warrant being in the presence of Tony Emlumelu and his dear wife. Let me tell you what would have surprised us if you had seen your very own Emmanuel Osset there. <laughs> I know you people think I'm great and all that, but I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. I don't think I would have made the cut. Me, that my account balance sometimes looks like a date, 12-11.23. <laughs> and yet God does better than Tony Elumelu. He doesn't just say, go and see no more. He brings us into his presence. You have access to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on speed dial 24-7. You can shoot a prayer to God from your bed. You can shoot a prayer to God from your toilet. And God listens, friends. That is amazing. And so we have reason to thank God this morning. How did you become a Christian? For those of us who are saved here this morning, me, me that people didn't even think I could be on the list of those most likely to succeed. I'm not saying me, but maybe you. Maybe you, people didn't reckon with you in school. You were people, you are the kind of person that people didn't think that it could amount to anything. And yet somehow God says, that guy who exactly does not deserve to be on my team is the one I want in my team. Some of us, what is even striking for me now, personally, now I'm talking about me, is that I am still a Christian. I know all the ways that I've failed this year. I know all the ways that I haven't been as good this year. All the ways I haven't prayed as much this year. All the ways I haven't talked about Jesus as much this year. All the things that I've failed to do this year. And somehow God hasn't said, get out. I don't want to have anything to do with you. God is still saying, I want you. He forgives and brings us into his courts. We have reason to be thankful this morning. Mighty praise to the God who forgives. But God doesn't just forgive us. God is the one who delivers us. And you see that again in verses 6 and 7. In verse 6, it says he's so strong that he's the one who formed the mountains. 
I don't know if you've seen a picture of Zuma Rock or, or Idore Hills, all those magnificent things, and you wonder, how did this thing come to be? The scripture tells us that it is God who forms those things. But God doesn't use his strength like a despot. He doesn't use it to, to injure us. He doesn't use it to crush us. He uses it for us. And so verse 7 says that he is the one who steals the seas. He calms the roaring of the waves. He calms the turmoil or the tumult of the nations. He's talking about the different ways that terror might have come to us. And yet God says, no, stop that. He averts them for us. And verse 5 tells us that sometimes God has exercised his deliverance for us on account of our prayers. I know some of us pray here. We have a prayer team. We have people that pray for us. But if we'll be honest, it's like, no, no. That deliverance that I got, it wasn't my, just my prayers. It was God acting. But many of us, many more of us know that it wasn't just our prayers. Some of us prayed half-believing prayers. Some of us prayed non-believing prayers. Some of us prayed no-believing prayers. And yet God said, I am going to intervene and come and account and show myself as the strong and mighty one who delivers you. Mighty praise to the God who delivers us this morning. We have every reason to thank him. But you see, some of you may be saying, ah, Emmanuel, like, I have things on my list that God hasn't done. I have lots of things that God hasn't done. But don't you see what Psalm 68 verse 20 says? It says, it is to our God that belongs all praise for deliverances from death. Many of us are wise enough to know that physical death is not the only way you die. There is economic death. There is emotional death. There is mental death. And some of us have experienced a lot of pressures on us. And maybe there are these other things that we asked for that didn't come our way. But yet God exercised his power on our behalf to bring deliverances in their plural to us. We have reason to be thankful this morning. If you've watched magic shows on TV, America's Got Talent or Nigeria's Got Talent and all those other things, you see that the master magicians are those who have mastered the art of distraction. They've mastered the art of making you look at what appears to be there while missing out on what is actually happening elsewhere. And you see, the devil is like a magician with a bag full of tricks. What he does is to make us focus on the things that aren't happening so that we can miss out on the things that God is doing in a thousand and one ways that we don't always see. And this morning, God is calling your attention to say, hey, you are here at, at, at whatever time it is on the 31st of December. That is God exercising deliverance on your behalf. We have reason to be thankful this morning. See what John Newton, the writer of Amazing Grace, says about the folly of complaining. He says, suppose a man was going to New York to take possession of a large estate and his carriage should break down a mile before he got to the sea, which obliged him to wash his hands and blubbering out all the remaining mile. My carriage is broken. My carriage is broken. You are a fool. Don't you see what lies ahead for you? And it is the same way, friends, that maybe some things, some carriages have been broken down, but God has given us far more than, we've, than we could ever merit. Mighty praise to the God who brings deliverance this morning. Mighty praise to the God who provides. 
see that in verses 9. He says, God is the one who cares for the land. He waters the earth and he enriches it. In other words, God is the one who gives the right conditions for prosperity. Some of you think, oh, I've just gotten this degree. I've known this and I've engaged in this course. I've done all these different things. I work in a great place and that is why I can pay my rent and afford my bills and be able to do all these things. And the text is reminding us, no, God is the one who waters the earth and enriches it. God is the one who has allowed you to prosper. One of the testimonies I love um, that God has done for us this year is just how God has come out for us, come through for us rather in the prophetic this year in many ways. And there was a sister who came to church discouraged one Sunday morning. Some of you might remember there was a time when Pastor Femi had a prophetic word for three sisters with the same name. And so this sister came, um, you know, she came to church, she was discouraged that morning and then there was a prophetic word that came forth and he actually encouraged her and strengthened her. Not too long after that, her husband, who also works in entertainment along with her, he had an idea and he put it up on social media and the thing just blew. Now, you and I would say, oh, he was just lucky. But she knows because she said it in her She said, no, no, it was an account of God and the prophetic word that went for that God intervened. Maybe your own testimony wasn't like that. Maybe your, your own testimony did not pre present itself in such a, you know, spectacular way. But friends, God has given you the right conditions for your prosperity this morning. God has allowed you to experience him enriching the land and watering the earth. Mighty praise belongs to the God who provides. Verse 10 says he's the one who levels the ridges. And if you're thinking, you're, you're, you're a smart reader, you're saying, surely God does not drive a tractor. Surely God is not coming down from heaven, plowing the ridges of the farmland. But what the text is telling us is that God is the one who uses means to cause you to prosper. Some of us have cried out for different things. Some of us have asked for different things. And, and somehow God just made sure somebody at a particular point in time said something to you that allowed you to be able to prosper in that condition. My wife and I know a couple in this church who, they wanted to, this same year, they were asking, they wanted to set out on a project and, you know, it just seemed like it wasn't going to be possible. And so they prayed about it, but again, half-hearted prayer, like, God, do this, try to, we'll be really happy if you could do this for us. And so there was a figure, in fact, they, it was so, it was so out of their reach that the husband didn't even think it's worth mentioning how much this project is going to cost to the wife. And so the, the husband had an idea in his, in his head that if I can get this, maybe we'll be able to get this thing to the finish line. And somehow, in God's kind providence, God raised up someone in this same church to say, I think God is asking me to bless you guys. And the person gave them the exact amount that they had in mind. And you think all of that is just by mere happenstance. No, it says God is the one who levels the ridges. God is the one who provides. God is the one who uses means to support and encourage us even in the middle of a difficult time. Mighty praise to that God who provides this morning. But no, no, not just that. In verse 12, it says God is the one who causes the grasslands of the wilderness to overflow. And you know again, you guys are good students of geography. Grassland and wilderness, those two things don't go together. You don't find a grassland, you don't find a lush garden in the middle of a wilderness. In other words, God is the one who specializes in doing the impossible. Or like some people say, God is the one who specializes in doing the impossible. Can't. It is not only impossible, it cannot be possible. And so again, 
part of the many testimonies we've heard this year. During the course of our prayer week, there was a sister who was, you know, she, she, she's in a tech, um, tech company with a tech, tech startup with a couple of her friends. And they had made a pitch for, to, to raise some amount of, of money for their company. And they had gotten feedback from people to say, oh, no, it's not going to be possible. And so, you know, they were discouraged, they were sad, they, they just didn't, okay, let's keep trusting God. Maybe this thing will come out from another means. And so during the course of the prayer week, while praying and asking God to do the impossible, she got an email that said, hey, we've, we've sort of rethought our earlier decision. Not only are we going to go ahead with you guys, they went ahead to make a, a, a promise of several hundreds of thousands of dollars. Somebody that they have said, no, there is no space for you here. God somehow, he reverses the course of the events and says, no, now there is space for you. God is the one who causes the grasslands to prosper in the wilderness. Friends, God deserves the mighty praise this morning. And maybe you're not a Christian here. You don't believe in Jesus like we do. Or maybe you even take it a step further to say, I don't even believe in God. Let's have a friendly chit-chat for a moment. I think people who don't believe in God are really smart. But there's something that befuddles me. Who do you think? When things happen in your life and things go well, who exactly do you thank for all these things that is going nowhere? Because surely you know that it is not just that the universe and the stars have aligned. It is that there is somebody who is orchestrating things behind the scene to make sure that everything aligns in your favor. It belongs, and that praise belongs to Jesus this morning. Mighty praise to the God who forgives, to the God who delivers, to the God who provides. I don't know if there's anybody in whose heart God is stirring up a song of praise this morning. You see, and, and, and some of us, again, just to say, some of us are saying, yeah, I know I should be thankful for all these other things, but don't you see, friends, that song that we all sing, it says it so beautifully. It says, count your blessings Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what? What the Lord has done. It is in the place of thinking, of pondering, of meditating, of quietly asking God, and just thinking about how God has been with us through the course of the year, that we actually begin to see the many ways, the many million, million miracles that God has done for us. And it's there in that passage. In verse 1, in the NIV, he says, Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. But you see, in the original language, is, is a little bit not as touch as this. It's sort of like when Yoruba people say something like, I can hear the smell of food. You're like, eh, that doesn't make good English. That is Yoruba. You just brought Yoruba. You just bring it to English and say, I can hear the smell of food. Actually, in the Hebrew language, it's something of that. In the Hebrew language, what it says here is that silent praise is yours. And if you, if, you, if you know praise very well, you don't praise in stillness. So what exactly are you saying here, God? What God is saying is that it's in the place of pondering, in the place of silence, in the place of meditation, in the place of thinking, that we actually begin to see the many, 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 many things that God has done for us. Maybe some of you need to rethink the many ways that God has acted for you this year. Psalm 124 says it very beautifully. It says, if the Lord had not been by our side, if the Lord had not come through for us, if the Lord had not done great and mighty things, if the Lord had not shown himself strong, where would I be? Where would you be? Where would we be? God has been kind to us. 
And so let me, let me just remind you of some things. And we're going to do this together. When I say this, you say, if the Lord had not been by our side. All right? Got it? Got it? My fake American accent. <laughs> we finished December 2022 with 21.34% inflation. Just think about that for a minute. 21.34% inflation. And many of us thought, oh, where would we be? How can we afford things? But actually, if the Lord had not been by our side. We got into 2023 and a lot of predictions about the elections and different things that are going to come up. Some of us were in polling units where we were attacked. Some of us were in places where things didn't work out. Some of us killed through the course of the night. If the devil had had his way, he would have torn our church, maybe our families, maybe our communities apart. But if the Lord had not been... Petrol subsidy disappeared miraculously in May, 20, in, in, in May 29. And many of us thought, how would we be able to afford things? Some of us started hearing that figure, 0.6 or 0.3%. How would we be able to afford things? But here you are today, if the Lord had not been... Oh, transportation costs shut up and different things happened. And many of us weren't able to afford this kind of life that we're living before. But somehow God came through for us if the Lord had not been... Oh, the exchange rate was ballooning and rising. And many of us was like, exchange rates, where did they carry me? They go. But somehow, God held us together. If the Lord had not been... I don't know what the inflation rate is now, but as our October, it was 27.33%. And yes, some of us could afford things in, in December. Some of us could give to our campaign. Some of us could do the different things that God has allowed us to do. If the Lord had not been... Oh, maybe if the devil had had his way, he would have shut you up. He would have shut you down. He would have shut you out. But mercy said no. And God came through for you. If the Lord had not been... The devil would have wanted you to give in, to give up, to give out. But yet somehow, God held you through the storm. If the Lord had not been... Can you just rise up this morning and give that God praise? And say, oh God, you have been good. Oh God, you have been kind. Oh God, you have been gracious. Oh God, you have been merciful. Oh God, you have been my support. Oh God, you have been my pillar. Oh God, you have been the one who's helped me. Oh God, you have been the one who has sustained me. Oh God, you have been there for me.
still spend some time singing that one song. And some of you might be saying, it's just one line. It's just one line. Why are we repeating it over and over again? It is because God is not bored of our songs. We are the ones who need to constantly change songs to be in tune. And so when we are taking the same phrase or the same words, what we are doing is we are reminding our soul. We are fine-tuning our spirits to come in alignment with the will of God and say, Lord, we are thanking you this morning. Lord, we are worshipping you this morning. Lord, we are magnifying you this morning. I think about where I was in January. I think about the things I was doing in January. Some of us have recorded promotions. Some of us have recorded provisions. Some of us, the devil, if the devil had his way, he would have taken us down. He would have taken us out. But God kept you. God sustained you. God preserved you. God upheld you. God has been keeping you. God has been sustaining you. God has been preserving your health. Or maybe your health was challenged. Oh, but Job says that even at the scent of water, it will yet fall again. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe 2023 wasn't the way you thought. But God has kept you pushing now. It is His mercy. It is His grace. It is His favor. It is His mercy. It is His provision. God, we thank you. God, we magnify you.
how far you have brought us. Lord, we don't have the words enough to say, but Lord, you have been good to us. You have been good to us. You have been good to us. Father, this is us this morning. Receive our thanks. Help us, Lord, not to be beasts, Lord, who forget you. Help us, Lord, not to be ungrateful idiots, Lord, who think that all that we have is somehow by our own power and strength. Help us, oh God, to be so fixated on what it is that you are doing that we don't have space, Lord, for what the enemy is distracting us with. We bless and exalt your name this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thanks for listening. If you found this sermon helpful, we hope you join us in the mission of renewing Lagos with the gospel by sharing it, rating this podcast, and following us. These actions help us reach more people with the gospel. You can also connect with us on various social media platforms via the handle at City Church Lagos. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos.